politics has never been stranger or more online, which is why the politics team at Wired is making a new show, Wired Politics Lab. It's all about how to navigate the endless stream of news and information and what to look out for. Each week on the show, we'll dig into far-right platforms, AI chatbots, influencer campaigns, and so much more. Wired Politics Lab launches Thursday, April 11th. Follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Adam, I don't know if you've noticed this, but you have lost a lot of Twitter followers lately. Oh, every time Elon Musk says or does absolutely anything, it goes down by a few hundred. Yeah, you haven't been noticing, but you've lost, you've been hemorrhaging. And so have I. Listen, he's perfect for my ego. I feel like he's my PR guy these days. Now, here's the thing. He is everywhere. I mean, literally, there are thousands of Elon Musk accounts now. Is Twitter a ship on fire, but the flames are invisible, except we can totally see them and it's sinking? Yes, Totally. I mean, <laughs> okay. it's going to be interesting to see all the new security risks we're going to be dealing with in the new era of Twitter. Well, you know, today we have a story with one of your favorite media guys turned the legionnaire, and he's got a Twitter story. And I think his story that happened on Twitter nowadays is even more likely. Welcome to What the Hack, a show about hackers, scammers, and the people they go after. I'm Adam, Cyber Avenger. I'm Bo, cyber biting down on a pitless prune, but finding a pit there and breaking your tooth. And I'm Travis, cyber... Uh, one second. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one was far enough out of left field that I was like, it's going to be like, cyber defender, you know. <laughs> and today we're talking Twitter, its strengths, weaknesses, and what happens when intelligence expert and media pundit Malcolm Nance is on that platform while he volunteers to fight in Ukraine. Malcolm, we are incredibly excited that you're on the show. We're incredibly excited that you're back in the United States, which we'll get to in a bit. And uh, I have always been a big fan of yours, your books, your appearances on MSNBC, the work you do in counterterrorism. And so it's really awesome to have you on the show today. Where are you coming to us from? That's assuming you're allowed to tell us where you're coming to us from. I can tell you where I am now. I'm in Hudson, New York, which is, you know, just up the Hudson Valley, about two hours out of New York City, about 25 miles south of Albany. And I'm finally here. I haven't been here for 10 months. <laughs> so if your audience doesn't know, I left MSNBC and I joined the Ukrainian army as the member of the International Legion, which is the Ukrainian army battalion of foreign volunteers who came to fight Russia. And what made you uh, decide that? Before the invasion, I spent a month in Ukraine studying the Russian order of battle, studying 
the routes of invasion, formulating my own version of what was going to happen. I was going on air and telling people. I'm going to start with you, Malcolm, because you are in Ukraine. This is not a made up thing. This is really happening. You are there. Tell us what is happening and how the Ukrainians who you are talking with, both military and non, are reacting to all that is going on. Well, let me let me clarify some things. I've been here a month in studying the Russian order of battle and the routes of potential invasion in this country. And unfortunately, quite possibly by the time you and I talk again on the next show, uh, we could be moving along with about five million refugees away from a Russian onslaught that's designed to uh, not just knock down Ukrainian government, but also kill Ukrainian citizens by the tens of thousands. This could be the single largest land war since World War II. There was this different picture that was being formulated in U.S. news. And it became very clear to me that they were heavily invested in invasion. Right? <laughs> and that the Russians would take Ukraine and they were bringing crews in that were setting up in the Intercontinental Hotel. And... I had spent that month there. I'd gone to the battlefront in Donetsk with the two commanders at the time of the Ukrainian army. And this was when you were with MSNBC reporting. Yes. Right. And this was from last week of January to the last to the day of the invasion uh, on February 24th. How would you characterize the difference between the media reports on what was going on and what you were actually seeing? MSNBC went to this election day style coverage, trying to do the Steve Kornacki big board. And I just literally spent a month analyzing how this would go down. And it's happening precisely as I had put out on Twitter. Well, you know, what you don't know, Malcolm, what you may not know is I follow you on Twitter. One, two, I follow everyone you mentioned on Twitter. Now, I swear Twitter knew you were right because all of a sudden, all I saw was you in my feed. And what I was seeing in my feed, like everything, I just was reliving the whole invasion because I saw you report everything through Twitter. I have to ask, as an intelligence expert, was Twitter the only way you had to actually get the word out at that point? Yes, I mean, M MSNBC had switched coverage and they weren't listening at all. They were completely wow. and 100% invested in the election day style coverage. So let's talk about Twitter because, yep, there's a lot that's been happening there right now, but it's also been a very important tool for people like you. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, if any of you know the myth from Greek uh, and Roman mythology of Cassandra, which and who somehow pissed off the god Apollo and he gave her the gift of foresight where everything she would see would, would be true. But she also made, you know, because gods are mischievous this way, made it so no one would ever believe her. So no matter how accurate you were, you were never to be believed. After a while, I started thinking, what did I ever do to piss off Apollo? <laughs> because, I mean, I was literally reporting, hey, the... Here is the rate of advance on a T-72 column going down from Chernihiv. You have to bypass the city of Chernihiv because there's a there's an entire counter, a mechanized infantry brigade that will allow them to pass to the west 
along the reservoir because it creates this enormous kill zone, right? And they were we don't care about that. So I was putting it out in Twitter like, these guys are going to get slaughtered. You know, I, I, I drove that road. It is nothing but a death road. The 40-kilometer-long highway. Remember that story? They are calling it the yeah. uh, 40 kilometers. Right. I drove that road. It's a simple, single-strip tarmac that one SUV could get down, and it was in phenomenally horrible shape. There were potholes everywhere. And I thought, they're on this road? Are they stupid? <laughs> so there was a whole part of the war we didn't even see that was happening online. Let's talk about weight loss. Most of us have been there, struggling with the ups and downs. You lose some weight, then it creeps back. But forget those endless cycles of juice cleanses, soup diets, and the latest fad workouts. There's a better way. The Rogue Body Program pairs a weekly weight loss shot with a real lifestyle change so you can lose weight and actually keep it off. Need support? Rogue's got you covered every step of the way. And guess what? You can do it all from the comfort of your own home. No more doctor's appointments, no more waiting rooms. It's that simple. Ready to take charge of your weight? Head over to row.co slash Adam to sign up today. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in a year. That's with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash Adam. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash A-D-A-M. This spring, get out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a bike with electric e-bike. With an amazing variety of models built for riders of all abilities, it's never been easier to fall in love with riding again. Plus, every electric e-bike ships free and only requires quick, toolless assembly. This is my first ever e-bike, and the experience has just been great. I was a little bit intimidated at first because I hadn't gone biking in a while, but the 500-watt motor that the electric e-bike comes with really gives you a nice little boost, especially if you're trying to go uphill or pick up some speed. Data shows that e-bike riders take their bike out more often. That means... You get more exercise, more exploration, and wait for it, fresh air. And riding an e-bike isn't like, it's not cheating. It's just making it possible for you to be out there longer on each ride. And speaking of things going a little slower, you can finance electric e-bike for as little as $49 a month. Get into spring with electric e-bikes, the number one selling e-bikes in the nation. Get your adventure started at electricebikes.com. And please mention that What the Hack with Adam Levin sent you in the post-checkout survey. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes dot com. As we all know, there's enormous upheaval at Twitter. Yes. Right now. Mm. And the jury's out on how bad or how good this is going to be. Is it? Question. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Whatever is happening, it's, it's producing some of the highest, most, how do you put it? Some of the most costly jokes. True. Oh my gosh. Big Pharma, what did they lose? 5% of their value the other day by a single joke. The, the, you know, the prank of giving away insulin. Elon Musk bought this on. So it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting. Oh god, it's like the back alley of a dive bar outside of a clown conference. <laughs> Twitter has real consequences. 
Yes. Not too long ago, somebody was impersonating you on Twitter, pretending to raise money for charity, right? People saw that we were raising money for the International Legion. And what we had was typo squatting. People had come in, would create a Malcolm Nance, only the first letter L would be the number one. Twitter was a lot more responsive then than it is this week. But we had people coming up and it was like, yes, you can donate to the International Legion. I take Bitcoin. (laughs) It's like, I don't take Bitcoin for very obvious reasons this week. But people, there were a lot of opportunists out there who saw Twitter and the people's need to want to contribute, their belief that they were contributing to a good cause. So there were at least nine fake accounts, not including the ones on Instagram and Facebook where people came up and did these typo squatting types of things. One of them had like 300 followers, almost as if I had erased my Twitter profile and started again. And of course, uh, we had to go out on Twitter and say, hey, I only accept donations at tapestry.org and I only operate on Twitter. I do not post on Facebook, Instagram, even though I have accounts. No, and you you have... Last time I checked, over 1.1 million followers and rapidly growing. It's growing. How many instances of typo squatting occurred during that period of time to your Twitter? Not as much as many other guys. You had guys like James Vasquez, who was a territorial defense guy, uh, American that went out there, who was posting videos of his combat. And I will tell you guys this first. People are like, well, yeah, you're not there fighting. Where's your combat footage? Well, in my crazy world of espionage one thing we don't you don't know everyone what we're doing i think i've put out three photos in the entire 10 months that i was there including that short little video that became famous on russian television oh yes you were quoted on russian tv as i remember what так вот what now ну что дела у вас плохи which was on the first day of the Kharkiv invasion. And I've since I've had some really crazy things said. They were like, oh, you're supposed to be special forces, but you're far behind in the rear with the artillery. Well, in fact, that invasion went so fast. That was noon, around noon or 1 p.m. that day. We had been in the field since four. And the line collapsed so fast that artillery moved up in six hours from its firing positions they had to move 25 kilometers ahead of where they should have been. Um, and right. we were, because we were reconnaissance, about to be pulled off the line and then redeployed in a leapfrog fashion about 50 kilometers beyond that. I have a question about the chances of Russian state actors, these freelancers, being in some way behind the typo squatting that you experienced. It, is that possible in your mind? It's possible, but it's interesting that... that when I started getting a higher profile, the people that attacked me the most at first were right-wing American. And they were really ridiculous lines. Like when I did my video where I announced on Joy Reid, it was at 2 a.m. during an air raid at night. It was freezing. This is April in Ukraine. And, uh, you know, these guys are like, you didn't seat your AK-47 magazine completely. Well, I just cleared that weapon three times, right? Because I was like, there's not going to be an accidental discharge of a rifle on Joy Reid live from Ukraine, right? So like, take the magazine out, put it in, clear, wreck the bolt, clear it three times. And then, you know, like 
two minutes before the airtime, I did it again and didn't seat my magazine in. And then all these right-wing crazies are like, oh, he's fake. He didn't seat his magazine. There's no magazines in his pouches. And it's like, yeah, that's true. So in other words, these are the same guys who also said that we didn't really land on the moon, oh, right? Well, by the end of July, the people that were going, oh, your uniform's completely clean. <laughs> it's like, I have a photograph. I'm nasty in this photograph, right? And they're like, you yeah. I mean, that's their criticism. Do, do you believe that some of the criticism was basically troll farms? Yes. And that's what I was going to say. At the end of July, I started seeing random people from Latin America and sub-Saharan Africa, guys who have like five, ten thousand followers, suddenly criticizing me. They'd be like talking about Korean boy band for most of the and then the next one would be, you're a LARPer, you're, your magazine wasn't. And I'm like, in April, this is July. I've got loads of magazines now, right? I found paid trolls who were influencers in sub-Saharan Africa, particularly Nigeria, Mali, some guy in Uganda who were clearly being paid by the tweet. And it had nothing to do with everything else that they were tweeting about. They weren't even tweeting about politics. It was suddenly, oh, you're fighting for the Ukrainian Nazis. <laughs> and the purpose of that was I had shown up as the most noteworthy of all legionnaires in the world. I was one of only four five black guys in the entire International Legion and had just shown on television in April that I had left news media to join the Legion at a time Russia was pushing the narrative that the Ukrainians were racist because of all the glitches that happened to people that were leaving the country. We don't know who did the typo squatting here. How did you find out that it was happening? Mainly my followers. You know, you got okay. plus followers. People are going to go, hey, man, are you aware there's a guy who has, who's mimicking your name? And I was getting a lot of those. And again, these typo squatters, I suspect, were the same sub-Saharan African influencers. Well, I got targeted. So just so you know, I several times was like, do you want to follow Malcolm Nance? And I was like, I already do follow Malcolm Nance. <laughs> and I don't think that the Russians knocked him off of Twitter. So. No go away. How quickly did all this happen? Was this over the course of a day, a week, a month? Well, I mean, they were popping up over, you know, maybe one or two times per month. Means that the effort, I didn't think the effort was organic to Russian intelligence. I saw way more effort of Russian intelligence with these influencers. What did you do to fix or mitigate the typo squatting? No one who's working in the illicit world, right? Whether it's hacking mm -hmm. or Type of squatting or, or or freaking whatever whatever your method of attack is you don't want daylight <laughs> and if right no brandeis yeah. brandeis strikes again yeah if, if the thing that i've learned in the intelligence community is we do not like daylight mm. right so an operation and this is why i felt that the sub-saharan african and latin american influencers were clearly a surrogate operation of Russian intelligence, clearly getting paid by the tweet. 
because the things they were tweeting meant blended into whatever the politics du jour was. You know, brain, you know, insulted Nigerians and wouldn't let them leave. And that was a big issue. I actually had to speak to the foreign ministry on that issue. And then these guys would jump in and start tweeting about that of you being with the Ukrainian Nazis. You're you're a black that's with racist Ukrainian racist. That was intelligence based. Typo uh, squatting, I think, were those individuals who were like, hey, I'll just try to collect up some of his donor money and buy myself a new Maserati here. And believe it or not, Jamaica is one of the largest squatting fake news organizational cr criminal organizations in the Western Hemisphere now. It's not the number one form of illicit money dealing is no longer marijuana. It's telephone fraud and cyber fraud against the United States. Now, now here's the thing. Now, whether it's coming out of Jamaica or Jamaica Hills, Plains, you know, Queens or down down the Caribbean. Jamaica it, states. It, yeah. Jamaica states where Trump is from. So, you know, it doesn't matter where it's coming from. I I got the sense, too, that the type of squatting was more just sort of garden variety fraud and opportunists looking to make a buck off of a situation where there's some familiarity. They know this is something that people will, will bite on. And so they do it. Now, if we're talking about protecting ourselves, which is what we do with our listeners, and being prepared, you know, I have a hard time thinking about what to tell our listeners when, it, when they're like, well, what happens when this happens to me? And my first reaction is like, friend, it's not going to happen to you. You're not Malcolm Nance. You're not, <laughs> you're not a foreign legionnaire. You're not going to fight a, someone else's war. You're not one of the only black guys there. You're not famous. Yada, yada, yada. What can listeners learn from this? Well, this is just an issue of scale. I mean, obviously, big brands, companies, public figures will probably have to deal with a lot more of this. But everyone's a target. Even though it's less likely, versions of this happen every day to people like us. I fired an employee this year, and I suspected one of those accounts was that employee. Whoa. So, Inside job. All right. Always room. And it's a person who used to be a friend of mine. Uh, and if you're listening today, you didn't get away with no, it. No. That's right. Did not get away with it because I had enough early warning out there. Once a week, you should do a search for your name on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. That's great advice. I had one mimic out there who is literally copied everything, who had three followers, and it was an exact replica of everything that I had on Twitter. Perfect. It took everything and put it up there organically to themselves. I now rotate my I now rotate my photo. First, I use the little NAFO cartoon character of me, then I I put photos that can only be of me. I'm clearly in Ukraine, I'm wearing a do-rag, right? My US Navy do-rag. No one could say they took that off of social media. Because another thing that I do is because I I come from the intelligence world I control all the imagery of me in social media. Good too. Putting stuff up willy-nilly on Facebook and Instagram and the TikTok videos, you need to know they exist. If you're an organization, you need to know what your PR team is putting up there. 
carefully curate what's out there so that wild images of you or your staff aren't just in a place where they could be manipulated. So your listeners should understand that threat, that it could be a relative, it could be an ex-employee, it could be a competitor who wants to Eli Lilly thing. It could be your neighbor who doesn't like the way you keep your lawn. Totally. 100%. So, Malcolm, what do you make of the whole verified Twitter thing? I mean, you know, paying $7.99 to keep your blue check. What is that going to do in the future? Because I already follow 29 Elon Musks. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, (laughs) I hope you found one you like. I hate them all. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's some pretty funny ones, Um, you know, which shows you it's not Elon Musk. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay, but what's your strategy around this? Well, it's very simple. I mean, I have 1.1, 1.2 million followers, so I'm doing nothing. My strategy is is to keep putting information out. I retweet a lot. and I actually had people complain, hey, you don't tweet enough. No, what I'm retweeting is the data points that I use to analyze intelligence of whatever the subject is. So you very close attention to what I'm retweeting. The people who do have all day to put tweets out, you know, on willy-nilly. So, but the whole, is Twitter about to collapse? It is a private business. He can do what he wants. I'm going to stay on board to watch this ship sink by the bow and break in half if that's what it But you never know. I mean, he may go into bankruptcy, sell it, and Twitter may go back to its fundamentals. People want people. People want influencers to go to Mastodon. They want influencers to go to other areas. And I'm just not seeing anything that's as developed as Twitter. It's just that now Twitter with no guardrails for 7.99, and it's possible Malcolm Nance clones could pop up there. But that's the sort of thing that you have to be on guard for. They would happen anyway. No, and you should be looking at Mastodon now for your supposed account there. And Mastodon isn't that's. It's not not just you, but everyone. And it's not just, and it's also not that simple. If you've signed on to Mastodon, you know there's different channels, there's different places you can be, there's different communities you can be a part of. And so, you know, staying on top of it for an influential such as yourself starts to look like a full-time job. Well, it is a full-time job. I'm not doing it myself, of course. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and in fact, anybody out there, I'm looking for a new webmaster and a social media director. But it's just one of those things where If you value your brand, you need to know what's going on out there. So here's the deal. I use Yahoo Finance. I use it to make money because it works. Not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing, and I need to make split-second financial decisions, and that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks, and I trade options, and you can't trade them in a vacuum. You've got to know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts. I love the customizable charts. They have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com. 
the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com, yahoofinance.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I know we're wrapping up, but... Is there any scam or hack that you see that you're afraid of, that you sit there going, I worry for our country, I worry for consumers, I worry for businesses? Is there is there anyone in particular that really scares the hell out of you? Or I worry my new social media director is not going to be able to <laughs> not fall for this. <laughs> to be quite honest, now that Elon Musk has removed all these, these guardrails, you do have a multiverse of imposters that could come up. And as you saw what they did to pharma the other day, cost real money. Eli Lilly wasn't the only company that took it. All pharma companies went down and lost value. I think it was some $5 billion or something like that. All over a fake price, man. On the basis of a single sentence. Amazing. Lockheed Martin announced that it was going, uh, or a fake Lockheed Martin announced that it was going to stop all sales to Israel and Saudi Arabia. It lost market share. Now you see here an opportunity for boiler room type operations, mafioso, whatever. Sorry, mafioso, I like you and you, you don't exist. But you see an opportunity for people to short the market or do all kinds of crazy things. Absolutely. And people have done that before and they have a role model. Elon Musk himself has shorted Bang. on the internet by pumping up cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. by coming out and making statements about his his activities now he's seeing how the other side that some guy who's in a basement you know and it may not be about eli Lilly, it may be some fifth sixth tier subsidiary right that could lose mm. shirt and he's been sent to make sure they lose their shirt at you know being paid five six thousand bucks oh 100 percent. and you know the also the, all the people who you know during the trump's trump's years four years where it looked like every day he was telling a different friend what thing to short yeah oh i certainly felt that now note note all you defamation lawyers i said looked like seems i did not say did that is correct <laughs> Everything that I did when I was at NSA and the other A's uh, in the U.S. intelligence community, I always looked for how whatever system du jour, whether it's a cruise missile or whether it's cyber warfare or propaganda, how is it weaponized is not a good word. All right. Weaponized means you've just turned it into some sort of device. In my world, the phrase is targeteering. All right. How do I select that weapon to be applied against whom, when, and how? And when I look at what's going on in the in, in the present world, real damage, real cyber damage that we thought was, you know, going to be done through hacking electrical companies can happen when there's a real event 
or even a minor version of an event. And then these weaponeers who have targeted a particular industry, a branch of government, or a state actor, and then flood the zone with disinformation and misinformation. Good example, this is what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for some event to happen and somebody somewhere comes out 20, 30, 40 different news organization mimics. That's the word that I hear is a mimic. Those mimics come out and say, a nuclear weapon has been detonated in Kyiv, Ukraine. And not one, 20, 30 people claiming that, you know, I'm NBC News, Lviv, we've lost all communications with blah, blah, blah. The panic that would set in, you know, Zelensky on TV would not be able to stop that panic. And we're talking about essentially what happened on radio with War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds, yes. Good example, you know. Only problem is it would really start looking like Tom Cruise's War of the Worlds, right? Body. Yes, yes, yes. So I worked in, in, in some of the more critical components of the United States government. I pulled a short tour at a National Nuclear Command Post. And I'm, as we're sitting there, you can imagine the watch sitting there looking up at the big board going to watch officers around the world nuke debt, you know, because we have the capacity to see a nuclear detonation. And, if, you know, aircraft would have to be launched and scrambled to quintuple check whether this is a lie or not. Cabillions could be spent and lost with a concerted effort of 799 clones of half of Europe's major news agencies pushing out a false story. Thank you. Actually, I'm going to say this. This was the equivalent of eating the hottest salsa, like drinking it down right before bed. I really appreciate that. Thanks. It's <laughs> going to make for a great night's sleep. Malcolm, <laughs> we could go on forever because this is fascinating stuff. I can't thank you enough. First, for coming on, and secondly, for giving Bo super hot salsa for his <laughs> late-night burrito. <laughs> My burrito of, like, existential burrito. And now it's time for the tinfoil swan. Our paranoid takeaway for listeners. So what is it this week, Travis? Well, Malcolm did talk about Twitter scammers using typo squatting to fool people online, so let's talk about that. Okay, so, all right, just in case it wasn't clear, what is typo squatting? It sounds like an exercise you do in your office. Mm -hmm. Okay, Adam, but like, I noticed you didn't say it sounds like an exercise that you would do in your office. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Typo squatting is a scam that uses the URL address to trick people into visiting a spoofed site where they can further trick that user into handing over sensitive information. The URL is the address box up top on your browser. Ten points for Adam. It can also focus on social media handles. For instance, a typo squatter might spell Malcolm Nance substituting a one for the first L, and a lot of people won't see that. So it's a social engineering technique. Yep, and since we talk a lot about Russia in this episode, it's fairly common for a typo squatter to use a letter from the Russian alphabet. Cyrillic? No thanks, I already hate. <laughs> anyway, yes, the letter A in the Cyrillic alphabet looks similar to the A in the Roman alphabet. So what can people do to avoid being tricked by that? Just check for spelling errors. That seems too easy. 
Browsers use easy-to-read fonts for accessibility, but they are very small. What you're looking for is a number or letter that looks a little smaller, maybe italicized. So, I guess pretend you're a mouse checking out a snack during trap season. It sounds, <laughs> it sounds like not that easy. It's a lot easier to see an error in a fancy font, so definitely look closely at links on the sites you visit, particularly if they aren't high-traffic menus. Right, Bo? Well, yeah, but also go slow. If you're in a hurry or not paying attention, a misspelling or an out-of-place letter may not stand out to you, but it will if you go slow enough, so do that. That's my best advice. Absolutely, especially if you're going to be sending money. Look, Malcolm's stories remind me how unnerving the situation in Ukraine is for anybody following the news. People want to help, and that's where scammers move in. And they don't need to be all that cyber savvy either. Not at all. And that's this week's Tinfoil Swan. Yep. Slow and steady wins the race. Hey. You know, it really does help people find the show if you rate and review it. So wherever you go to get your podcasts, hit the five stars and um, and say something nice about the show. And if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Thanks. What the Hack with Adam Levin is a production of Loud Tree Media. It's produced by Andrew Steven. You can find us online at adamlevin.com and on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Adam K. Levin.